1: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that this week is shorter than the list of John Hartson's favourite books. This week on Heart and Hand, not a lot really. Hi guys, FanJo is one-day fantasy football. You select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures, so you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch, and win money if you're good enough in one day. First up, choose your contest. You can play for free or put your own money on the line for bigger payouts. We're playing the five-pound fan fave with six grand of prizes to be won to the top thirty-six managers. Then you pick your dream team. You have £100 million to spend, there's no subs, no captains, just 11 shirts to fill and you need to find the perfect formation. Splash out the dead certs. hunt out the hidden gems. It's the ultimate test of your football knowledge. FanDuel was designed by football fans like us and it's powered by stats. It's about much more than goals, assists and clean sheets. Every pass, interception, every tackle, they've all got big implications. And we've got an offer for you. Deposit £10 play with £30 sign up today. So make a deposit of £10 and FanDuel will give you an extra £20 free credit to play with. You'll get £5 free credit in your account to use each week for four weeks. It's the perfect chance to prove your managerial prowess and win big. Use promo code RANGERS when signing up to claim your offer. Promo code RANGERS when signing up to claim your offer. Available in the UK only for those over 18. Please play responsibly. Terms apply. (laughs) So welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar. I am your host, as always. But to be quite honest with you, there's not a lot of hosting to be done this week. No, because of the winter break, and of course no Scottish football at the moment, we would normally have taken a week off. Um, But then you call us all the lazy bastards under the sun, and I didn't want to, to break everyone's New Year reverie by having them under such abuse. So I thought it would be a good time to slip you a little one to get in touch with a couple of our podders and ask them what their highs and lows were about 2016 and what their thoughts were for 2017. So we've got a hold of the Livingston Lothario, Cameron James Bell, and we also got the Bollinger Bolshevik, Mr Stephen Smith. So these guys are going to tell us exactly what their, their thoughts are on last year and what's coming up for this year but also i'd like you to kind of listen in at the end because you're going to help us with next week's show well hopefully you're going to help us with next week's show so i'll pass you on to the guys just now and once we're done with that i'll tell you what i've got in mind so joining me now is uh, a good friend cameron james bell cammy hello David, it's a pleasure to speak to you. How are you? I'm grand, mate, I'm grand. How's life out there in Livy?
0: It's good, mate, it's good. The winter weather is upon us. Like, you know, the day after tomorrow, the film, and uh, yeah, I've just uh, taken my tennis rackets off my feet to be able to try and come in from the tundra. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it's all good. So uh, twenty sixteen, Carmi, mean, highlights, lowlights, uh what first of all were the best parts and what were the lows?
0: It's hard to look past the the Old Firm semi-final, isn't it? It's
1: impossible to look past the Old Firm semi-final, I would say. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, just absolutely fantastic. Um, Just, I think, for me... Uh, almost a, a little bit of a kind of little slice of history in the fact that we've been able to beat them whilst being in a division lower than them.
1: They'll never, that do, it will remain and it forever will be and is the greatest Old Form victory ever for the simple fact that at no other time in history before or since has one side faced another in a lower division and we as a lower division team beat them. <laughs>
0: Correct. And I think the the game itself, when I you know, when I think back on it, it had pretty much everything, really classic Old Thumb encounter. Um, some some hilarious misses from Celtic, some absolute uh just you know, Mackay's wonder goal, which will always be in the club's club's history, uh, is just one of the greatest old thumb goals I think that's ever been scored. Uh and actually, you know, a great fight I think from the Rangers team that day, which I just I think was the most important thing for me personally.
1: Uh, I agree with that. I'd also say that the Joe Gardner Christmas campaign was was a lot of fun. Thoroughly enjoyed that, and I think just the spirit of Rangers fans this year for me has been has been a big highlight. And we've had a lot of fun this year. And uh, there's a lot of humour in the Rangers support that I think gets ignored by the mainstream media because it doesn't fit into the it doesn't fit into the sort of box they've categorised us in.
0: Uh, yeah, of you know, generally being uh, horrendously pessimistic or Neanderthals or anything like that. Yeah, it, it's amazing about how we can uh, we can appreciate ourselves. We can have a bit of a poke at ourselves and a bit of a laugh and a joke and stuff. Um, and just really the fact I think people get on board. People outside of Rangers get on board with it. I think that you know that's really great to see as well when that happens. That um, I think it's a big part of you know that that appeal uh, to fans from from other clubs about why Rangers are other people, and why we can, as I say, we can moan, we can have tough times, but in actual fact, we can also uh, be a huge celebration. I think for me, the the, the Garner campaign almost is kind of like um, is, is is like Manchester, where it actually reaffirms what a phenomenal fan base we can be when we all come together.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, low light, uh, probably the five-one game. I think reset everyone's expectations of the season. Um, uh, there's, for, for me personally, I think that there's been a big part of obviously some of the, the the child abuse stuff which has come out, which I think is someone who is a massive, massive advocate of the good that sport can bring from a personal level, from a, 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 a social level um, to a unity level, um, really, really um, deeply angers me to see that things like this have happened. Uh, and really just about how lacklustre uh, our government and governing bodies have been across the sports, uh, have been about being able to try and react to that in a fair, swift and transparent manner. Uh, really disappointing. Um, from a, a slightly more lighthearted perspective, uh, probably seeing Malky McKay still involved in football uh, to some degree, which again is a joke. Um, but listen, you know what? You can't have the highs without the lows
1: No, that's true and we, we earned that, that, day in, uh, that day in April We absolutely did uh, With everything we'd gone through before And it was sweeter because of that In the same way that 55 um, will be be so sweet Because of because of what we've gone through in the past What are your hopes then for 2017 When it comes to Rangers?
0: When it comes to Rangers I would like us to be all, uh, I mean, I'm, I hope that we can reflect on this in six months And say, you know, Kami was wrong um, but I'm fairly certain that the league is is going to be so far out of sight now. If we can get that gap into single figures, I think would be a very real achievement. Um, I would like to see us uh, um, use the second half of the season as a platform to then go into the 17-18 campaign with a, a significant and very serious title challenge. Uh, and from that perspective, I would really like to make sure that um, you know we can actually take a lot of pride in how far we've come across that period because a lot of Rangers fans, myself included, said that you know the acid test was when we were back in the top flight, and I think we've accounted ourselves very well. We should continue to do that in 2017, and as I say, consolidate that and then build on top of it when we go into the next season.
1: No, nope, totally agree, mate. Listen, and uh, on behalf of all the listeners, you remain to me bafflingly popular. And uh, I'd like to just take this opportunity to thank you for your continuing ability to make me look great on this pod.
0: Well, you know, David, I'd like to put just just on a a serious note, a a really big thank you to everyone involved, you know, from the talent pool of the pod, you know, Van der Acker, Dingwall, Stephen Smith, just everyone who makes the pod what it is.
1: Mm. the The talent pool, orders is it's uh, easier to address, David? Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just quicker. But but listen, without me, right? Without you know, without me, this podcast yes, would be sort of hailing pace, little and large. But equally, without you guys, it would be wise without Morecambe, So you know, you, you do a good job, and uh, uh, I hope uh, your wishes for a successful Blue twenty seventeen come true. Thanks, David. Much appreciated. Joining me now is my good friend and uh, regular friend of the show, Mister Stephen Smith. How you doing, bud? I'm doing really well,
2: David. How are you? It was a snow and uh, various winter weather up the road. How is
1: that? Uh, fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, one of the things. See, when you're a kid, it's is fantastic, but when you're an adult and you know you've got traits into work, it's a pain in the arse. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the whole country's got it. I saw uh, the Midlands, your your old stamping ground. Had, uh, I,
2: had, hasn't, had, hasn't come as hasn't hasn't come as far as sunny Oxfordshire yet. So, uh, but I'm expecting that to be markedly different when we go to Germany weekend and head for Leipzig. So, I, I guess I guess that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big change.
1: Yes, you're off to Leipzig, aren't you?
2: I am, yeah, yeah, I've been a couple of times to see our uh, mutual friend, uh, yep. Mr
1: Martin Fraser Martin, there, yes English, so, An English teacher How's that for heart and hand being ahead of the game That uh, one of our one of our podders lives there in Leipzig <laughs> So uh, uh, yeah,
2: it'd be a good idea if you give him a bell and ask him how he's going, Because I, uh, I understand about 8,000 pairs are heading over there this weekend mm. So it might, be, uh, it might be a bit chaotic over there
1: Yeah, especially if he invites them all round for a baby. Aye, aye. But uh, the the first rounds on him, lads. If you're there, just go up to him and say, "I listen to Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast." And if he doesn't buy you a drink, Then belt him.
2: So yeah, I'll I'll put his address up on the website. Good, good plan.
1: So Stephen, um, twenty sixteen. Uh, the how would you sum up the the calendar year for Rangers?
2: I think I'm reminded of where we were at at this time last year where we had an absolute must-win game against Hibs uh, to effectively cement top position and and make sure that we, uh, we got promotion last year. So bearing in mind that we were in the second tier and that we were still in a competitive league at that time, I think in those terms we've come a long way um and another way to look at the three fixtures that we've had against Glasgow's second most successful club i think we've we've improved incrementally in in all of them to to show that the gap uh, between us and there is a gap but the gap is nowhere near as wide as the scottish media or uh, the the celtic support would have us believe so i think uh, i think it's been a good year we've got the club back on even footing sold ibrooks out repeatedly you know, done really well in, in terms of what we have. We still have the Ashley, uh, Mike Ashley, Sports Direct nonsense hanging over us. But uh, we need to, uh, if and when we can get that sorted, I think we'll put the club on a, a far more sound commercial footing. And, a, and a, But I think, bear in mind where we were last year, I think we made some significant and very welcome progress, and I'm, I've been uh, quite happy about it.
1: What were your personal highs then over the last year?
2: Uh, securing promotions, the obvious one. Uh, comprehensively beating Celtic in April at Hamden, uh was was obviously that the highlight for everybody. That not just the game, but the way we we played in that game and the you know the, the the dominance we had in the game. I think we were very unlucky not to win the game in ninety minutes. Uh, but to win it in penalties that way was really was really quite sweet. And actually, if you think about it, that was a team from a second tier beating the team from a top tier. And in any other circumstance, everybody would have been going mental about that. But it was just underplayed, uh, unfairly, I think, in terms of the way they just played. I think that gave us the problem that, that although David does that, that gave us some kind of false expectations about how close we were to Celtic and how good. Uh,
1: yeah, how oh, it did. The team
2: was it was going did. top tier. That was. That was its only its only downside, but it was very enjoyable. Um, and and we, it remains a case that John Gregg has won as many trebles as Celtic Football Club, so that's that's an enjoyable uh, that's an enjoyable statistic for us. Um, uh, retaining the manager, getting uh, securing promotion, uh, being in second spot at the turn of the year—I think those are um, I think those are those are big plus points.
1: And of course, conversely, what were your lights?
2: Oh, dear me. Uh, I think uh, the way the season finished. I think after that uh, that Celtic game, that Rangers side tailed off very, very badly indeed, and there was some pretty inexcusable and unprofessional performances at the end of that. Uh, the The inability we have to string together the win away from home, the the series of wins away from home that we would need to kind of really reestablish the club as to where it ought to be. I think that's that's a missing piece of the jigsaw. Uh, the Joey Barton incident, I think, was was and to be honest, at the time, I thought that's a big gamble, and I was quite prepared to back the manager. And it was a fifty-fifty call whether it would work or not. If it had worked, it would have worked spectacularly well, and if it failed, it was kind of going to crash and burn.
0: Yeah,
2: very disappointed that was injured just at the time he was starting to show form. Re- I feel for the guy, uh, and I feel for the club because we'd have benefited from that exactly the kind of player we need. Um, so. I think that's that's a that's, it's a pretty mixed picture, really. Off the pitch, though, I think in terms of our attendances, that's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, and, and the Rangers' support collectively deserves a huge pat on the back. I understand, looking at a statistic there, that we'd expected to turn up on Sunday in Leipzig. we be more away fans than four of the big German clubs, including Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, incredible, isn't that's it? That's everything you need to hear about the Rangers fans.
1: And uh, and it just shows you what will happen when the club does eventually get back to to somewhere close to to what we all want to be. I mean, I think that without wishing to kind of piss on any of these pre lights and chips, I think that we're not going to go back to you know the nineties. The football's changed, and it's impossible for for a a club from our league to do that. And I I think that while we can. Try and ignore that and say, "Well, we're a huge club, and we're at, it, it, it's not just about the size of the club anymore. It's about the the league that you play in, and, and we're hamstrung by that, and there's there's no getting around it."
2: Yeah, none, none, no avoiding it. I mean, in, in, in my lifetime, watching Rangers away for Europe, David, I've seen us win in Monaco, Leverkusen. Uh, I saw us in Eindhoven. Uh, we've you know I've seen us win in yeah, Copenhagen. We played a fog. Probably six or seven times I saw us win away from home. I saw us get a result in Parma to put the, the then favourites for the competition out. I think it will be a very, very long time indeed. And we're looking at, at decades rather than you know years or months uh, before we're even remotely back into that position. Scottish football has gone backwards significantly in the time that we've been out at the top division. Not solely because of that, but that's been a factor in oh, yeah. the national team's performance. And Actually, I think the only good thing about the expansion of the World Cup is it to give Scotland an opportunity to qualify If you're going to have 48 teams Or whatever yeah, stupid
1: number yeah, If you can't make that then really just give it up Aye, great You know that would be ridiculous So moving then into to 2017 A low key start to the year obviously With uh, with the winter break and the trip A couple of signings in What are your hopes for the the next six months And then looking forward you know, through the summer What are your hopes for 2017 in general?
2: I'd like to see us, uh, first of all, put together a decent uh, run in the Scottish Cup and obviously the Motherwell fixture before the end of this month will be really important, very important that we're at home uh, and so that gives us a real a real fighting chance uh, we need to put a good cup run together I'd like to see us obviously cement second place I think it's really, if we're realistic uh, and you and I have spoken before about, about how good or bad our in different hearts in Aberdeen are uh, Rangers are clearly capable of being, of being and ought to be in normal circumstances the second best team in that league this year, and that's what we ought to do. So I'm expecting us to keep that European place and clear blue water between ourselves and those two other clubs. Uh, I want to see some more evidence, and, and the jury is still out about us in terms of our away performances. I want that to be much, much better, more consistent. Uh, and I think it's fair to say, David, that what we're looking for is that you know, come April or May is to be able to make a definitive assessment of whether Mark Warburton and David Weir are the people that will take this club forward for the next five years or so, Mm. because there is genuine doubt amongst a significant amount of support, whether that's the case. So this is a big transfer window for both of them. Uh, Two very good I I think that the the signings are just the kind of players we need. Yeah,
1: I mean, these two are better than anything we have. Let's, Let's just to clear that up right now. These two guys are better players than anything we have. Whether they can adapt to Scotland, whether they can get the form in that six months, we don't know. But in terms of just right. talent, both of these players are better than what we currently have.
2: Yes, agreed. Uh, and we need. I still believe that we we ought to be going out to get a centre half. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think the management share that view, but I, I think most Rangers fans would like to see us. You know, being far more robust at the back than we are, uh, and a few more choices. Uh, I think Garner being out is a big blow for us because he was he was hitting form and and as a, as as the leader of the line I think we needed. Uh, I'm not really sure how, but that that opens the door for uh, for Joe Dodo to prove what he can do. David, yes. you're not at least you're the English champions, uh, and and a mug, uh if you if you're no. you know if you're in their squad, so I'd like to see him get a run out us to give him a decent run I'm talking about half a dozen eight games or so to see what he can do because I don't think you can really be assessed unless you've got the opportunity to do that
1: no totally agree Stephen thank you very much for joining us you're
2: more than welcome David happy new year
1: nice to hear there from the two guys uh talking about last year talking about this year I think we'd all agree with most of the points made. I think we'd we'd all agree with the uh, the chosen highs and uh, also with the chosen lows because they did stand out. The cup final was was really really low uh, coming after the the cup semi-final which was a huge game for all sorts of reasons for us. Then, you know, there's been a lot of press in terms of stuff like the Joey Barton incident whatever um column inches have amounted to millions uh, in terms of our defence and our problems on the road and where we are but I think overall uh, most Rangers fans would would certainly not swap where we were uh, a few seasons ago certainly if you think where we were just two years ago and you think where we are now that uh, While we might howl in frustration at the calamities that go on in our defence from time to time or our strikers missing chances, it's a hell of a lot more fun to be watching that than to watch a, a, a shower of rats sitting in a little island uh, uh, 200 yards from your eyebrows, masquerading as the type of people who should be in the, the Rangers boardroom. So I think that, yeah, the, there were lows, but there were highs. And um, after a few years, well, that wasn't always the case. It was great to get back to it. Now, I need your help. Last week, if you listened to the show, you may have heard myself and Scott whittering on about Paul Le Guin and his time at, at Ibrox. And it proved to be quite a hit. People have said oh, it was really interesting the way that, you know, you guys went back and spoke about your time and the trust and the, the stuff you were a party to and whatnot, and you should maybe try and do it more regularly. Now, I've always shied away from doing that because I don't really know how I would fit it into the show organically, and that's always been, believe it or not, the, the key thing about the show is that it just should never, ever have any sort of pretense to it. it. It, it was always meant to sound like a few mates sitting chatting and I've always felt if I start to to add in bits and to say oh we'll do this and you know do that we'll lose the essence of what the show is and rightly or wrongly that's what the show is and that's what it'll be and we're lucky we have an audience and we'll do it until we don't have an audience and then we'll stop and that's always that's always been my contention I believe that you should in any sort of project you have to follow someone's vision and whether they get it right or whether they get it wrong, that's okay. And so for better or worse, this show follows mine. But people really did like the section, and uh, I kind of thought, well, maybe instead of trying to crowbar it into a show, what we could do is maybe two or three times a year do a special, and we could take questions and people could tell us what their thoughts were. So here we are. Now, if you want to know about the time that Scott and I were involved, Mark as well, we can get involved, were involved in the the trust, Uh, really you're talking 2003 to 2010, and that's when we started the pod, so if you want to know anything we thought from there on in, just go back and listen. But in terms of being i hate the term but i can't think of a better one fan activists then you're going back a few years before that as well especially with mark obviously that formed the fanzine in 1988 so if you want to know the kind of stuff we were party to we can that's the period to ask us about but if you want to know our opinion on things from from further back then please get in touch so next week if enough of you do this we'll have a show and if enough of you don't we won't bother and it's that simple. Uh, so it's really up to you. How to get in touch with us is the thread that this show will be posted on on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. And when you see this week's thread, it will be pinned at the top of the page. Then just go in there and ask us anything and we'll, we'll try and help you out with a, with an answer. If you want to contact us on Twitter, um you can just contact us at ibrocksrocks. Uh, that's me. That's at ibrocksrocks or at Scott Harthand, and use the hashtag oldgers. O L D G E R S, and that'll let us uh, collate everything and hopefully answer a few questions next week. Like I say, it's entirely up to you. If there's interest in this, great. We'll we'll do a show, and if there isn't, I'll have a week off. So. uh Thank you very much, and maybe I'll be speaking to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye.